Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I'm your host, Jose. With me tonight are Brad and Judy. What's up, guys? What's going on? So we out here. We ready? Out Schedule here. release? Yeah. Playoffs? Ooh. I mean, we might be four months away, but we're ready. But before we get to that, let, let's talk about these NBA playoffs, guys. Like, like damn, this uh, Boston-Milwaukee uh, series is going to seven. Um, what do you guys think? Like, uh, is it going to be more Giannis magic or is Tatum and Brown going to close it out? Ooh, close. Honestly, it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter, uh, the way both these teams teams have been playing. Um, it's hard to pick one, but if, we're, if, if I'm going with them, I'm picking Giannis and champs. Um, but Boston's definitely got themselves a team. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I mean, I think uh, Boston will be too much for the Bucks when it comes down to it. I think Chris Middleton not being there is going to be a big uh, missing part for the Bucks. I think Giannis is, you know, Giannis is doing everything he can right now. And uh, the game tonight, he had 44 and 20, which is amazing. I mean, but Jason Tatum, 46, 9 and 4. I mean, you know, the dude is emerging as a superstar. And, you know, it's one of those things where, I think this is his time, and I think Boston will get the victory in uh, in Game Seven. Yeah, it's gonna be a tight one, but um, I'm gonna, of course, I'll be a little biased. I'm gonna go with Milwaukee with the Beast with Giannis, um, but it's gonna be close. It's gonna come down to the last minute. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout on either side. So it'll be an exciting Game Seven. I mean, at least the East has given us one competitive series. I mean. Can you guys please try and explain to me what happened with Philadelphia? So they got they got rear-ended the first two games. Then, like, Harden remembers how to play basketball for, like, a game and a half. And, like, they're able to win games three and four. And then he forgot again how to play basketball in games five and six. And in game six, he even forgot that you can shoot the ball during the game. Like, <laughs> like what – what can you make of these 76ers? They can't win. You know, you get rid of Ben Simmons because he can't fucking shoot. And then you trade for James Harden and he refuses to shoot. Like, what's next for them? I think uh, I think they need to make a uh, reconstruction on the team. I, I know they're keeping Doc Rivers, which I think is a mistake. I think Doc is overrated as a coach. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys where, you know, he's um, – you know, he's underachieved uh, in Philadelphia. And um, I think with Embiid, I think he was struggling with, you know, with a broken face. And that's where Maxi and Harden had to pick up the slack. I think Maxi did his job. He scored 20 in the last game. But like what you said, Jose, it's James Harden. James Harden is a shell of himself. When they traded for him, they thought they were going to get that guy in Houston. And um, just like what... Uh, and Embiid said in the press conference, you know, James Harden is not that guy anymore. He's a playmaker, you know, which means he passes the ball more and he doesn't shoot it anymore. And you can see even, even when James Harden tries to be, you know, prime James Harden, he can't anymore. He doesn't have the quickness. He doesn't have the ability to get past defenders. You know, his dribbling is not that great. His shooting is not that great. So I think if Philly, if they're smart, I don't think they resign him, you know, even though they, mortgage pretty much their future to get him 
I think it's one of those things where they have to move on and they have to cut their losses because if they go this route again, they're not going to get any better. I mean, James Harden said in the press conference that they were uh, NBA uh, championship team and they were missing a couple pieces. Well, James Harden was that piece that was missing, but obviously it doesn't fit. So they need to move on. Yeah, to me, that team is still soft. Um, you know, they're trying to, you know, build a team out there, but it's it's just not happening. And James Harden isn't, like you said, he's not the he's not the dude to get you there. Um, I think they ran into a buzzsaw in Miami, a team that was much more physical, a team that was much better coached. They understood their role, and you know, they just punched Philly in the face and. Philly could do nothing about it. All that, all they had going for them was Embiid. And yeah. what we've learned is uh, uh, Embiid, he needs to take another step up and they have, another, they have to add another piece to that team if they're going to be competitive out East. Yeah, I mean, they ran into Miami, who's a, who has real dogs, you know. They have Jimmy Buckets, man, Jimmy Butler. You know, he's he's been a real one since day one, since he was at Marquette. And, like, and then, you know, when he was in Chicago, he was great there. Then he went to Minnesota. He did great there. Then he went to Philadelphia. He did great there. And he even talked about what was missing in Philly, you know, and and was happy to to leave. And now he's really taken on an identity in, in Miami and has really given that team an identity again. But with James Harden, I think, you know, he's just he's got to, you know, start lifting more weights and, and put down the chicken wings like, you know, like. He's getting older. He's he's lost a step. So now it really has to come down to his fitness. That's what separates. Like, I know, you know, LeBron let us all down, but he didn't let us down physically. Like, you, you look at his body at 37 years old. There's a reason why he can still do the things he can at 37. There's a reason why Kobe could still do what he could at 35. Why Jordan could still do what he could even when he came back for, for the Wizards you have to have the dedication to the, to the, the, um, to the, uh, the, you know, like the personal training, the health health side. And I don't think James Harden has ever had that, but before he had his skills to rely on. Well, the main part of his skill set has diminished and that's his speed. So now, you know, he has to rely on the fact that he need like his smarts and stuff, but that's not enough anymore. He's not a good shooter. He's not a, he's not a consistent enough shooter. And his lack of discipline um, outside of the court is what I think definitely makes it pretty safe choice for Philadelphia. But if he wants to opt out, I would let him walk, like, or give him a one-year deal. There, it's just like Kyrie Irving. There's no reason to give them more than a one-year commitment. They they need to prove that they that they want to play basketball and that they're committed to the team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and let, let's, you know, let's go back to Jimmy Butler. I think we, you know, need to give him his flowers. I think he's the most underrated player in the league. He doesn't get enough credit because, you know, let's face it, he's, he is a superstar. You know, people talk about Miami and they say, oh, they don't have any stars. They don't, you know, they're, you know, they're just a bunch of good players. No, Jimmy Butler is a superstar and he's showing that he can lead this team. And I, you know, they have the potential to win the, the finals this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Yeah, you know, he might not have um, 2,000 points and 
a thousand rebounds and 500 assists, but you know, he, uh, he has his team in the Eastern conference final. So I think that's more important. But yeah, and then, you know, we currently have Memphis and, and Golden State, you know, game six. Um, I think, you know, this is a must win for Golden State. Do you guys think that it's more about Steve Kirby and out sick or is Golden State aging before our eyes? No, I don't think they're aging. Honestly, the team still got it. Uh, I don't think Steph has lost a step. I think he's only improved with time. And his shot is so pure. I think it's only going to get better as time goes on. He he doesn't really need to to get a step on an opponent to get his shot off. And uh, I think that's what's so great about what they're doing in uh, Golden State. I honestly, I I think Memphis is just that good. And you know they've just been able to like. There's not a lot of separation between these teams. But when Golden State's clicking, I I think they're pretty hard to stop. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Whoop that <clears throat> trick. That was pretty no, no, cool. No, it was good. You know, piggybacking off what Brad is saying, Memphis is a tough team. They play better without John Morant, and they're showing it right now. I, but I, but in this series right now, in the last couple of games, I think it's because of the coaching. Like right now, looking at the game going into the fourth quarter, 16 turnovers for Golden State compared to five to Memphis. I mean, that they're, they're pretty much shooting themselves in the foot right now. And I think that's coaching. Mike Brown is an average coach at best. You know, he's going mm-hmm. to an average franchise, you know, with the Sacramento Kings, you know, which is fitting. They got but, 10th place written all over them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Lakers are, you know, Lakers are in good position if uh, if they trade LeBron because they won't be the last team in the, in the West. Uh, but, you know, with this game, the Golden State has to close it out tonight because if they go to Memphis, you know, even though they have the experience on their side, uh, it, it's something that they don't want to do and it's not necessary. I mean, they have to take advantage of home court right now and, like right now, Clay Thompson has 27 points. He's doing his thing, you know, and but the turnovers, once again, you can't turn over the ball 16 times and expect to win. Luckily, they're up by two right now. So let's see what happens. But they have to finish it tonight. Yeah, I agree. And Phoenix and Dallas, that one, you know, is in a deadlock, too. Do you guys really think that Luca has enough left in the tank to really uh, – pull it off for Dallas or, or is uh, Phoenix going to take care of it? I, I think with this series, I mean, I, I think it's whatever team has home court is going to win. And I think uh, Phoenix luckily has home court in game seven. Uh, Luca's playing out of his mind right now. And I love what he's doing because he is showing, you know, the world that he is pretty much the face of the, the league and he's, he's not stepping down to the competition. Um, looking at the other side, I, he knows he's outmatched, you know, with guys like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiden. You know, Phoenix is loaded, but the thing with, with uh, Dallas is that, you know, uh, Luca is making the people around him better. You know, Finney Smith, Bullock, you know, a lot uh, – Brunson. A lot of these guys are, are – you know, average, average basketball players to, to above know? average. Exactly. They're not, they're not superstars, but imagine when Luca does get a, a Robin, imagine when he gets, you know, that a, a sidekick, he's going to be so deadly because right now 
he's he's pretty much playing with you know a lot of uh, average to you know above average players but phoenix closes out uh, game seven chris paul is gonna ball out um and you know devin booker and i, I just don't see uh, dallas going into phoenix uh, upsetting them yeah i agree i think phoenix is you know they they want to get back to the finals and win it uh, especially after you know their collapse last year how close they were to winning it uh, what i'm taking from the series is you know the future rivalry in the making we're oh, seeing yes. it now between booker and and, and luca and i think that's great for the league you need that you know magic bird type rivalry and if you have it brewing out in the west you know i, I think it's going it's great for the league there's going to be more eyes on it especially because it's too you know, mid major market teams. They're, they're not LA, they're not New York, but people are going to want to tune in to see how, how, how you do things get. I agree. I think Phoenix just has too much firepower. Um, I think they're, they, they just have much more experience and that should ultimately get them to the Western conference finals. Yeah. You know, like when I think of Dallas, I think like, okay, if like they all went out to like the bar, and Luca didn't go out with them. They could all walk into the bar, sit down, have a drink, and no one would go bother them because no one would know who the fuck they are. Like, they, you know, they don't, and it's no offense to them, but they just, they don't have that second marquee name. They are just a bunch of role players that understand their their role, and they and they play hard for their leader. They play hard for Luca. Porzingis wasn't willing to do that, so he got shipped out. Everybody they have now, they're they're bought in. They're willing to do it. Now, is it enough to beat Phoenix? Probably not. Phoenix will probably close it out in six. I know Dallas will have their fan base behind them, but I just I see I see Chris Paul getting in that mode just like he did against New Orleans. So, um, but yeah, I agree with you guys. We we have a lot of good future rivalries before our eyes with Jaw, with Booker, with with Luca, like it's a bright future for the NBA. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jai, I don't understand the injury, uh, the bone bruise. I get it. You know, you're if you're hurt, but at least try to go out there and play. You know, at least try to. I, I think a lot of these guys are looking at the future. They're looking at the bags. They want the, they want to mm-hmm. lock down the money, which I totally understand because of you know, look at a guy like Derrick Rose, right? He you know, the way he played, very explosive, very, um, very fast twitch. You know, he he got injured before getting that big payday. And I think with Ja, I think he's thinking about the future. And you know what? Let me rest because, you know, if we win, cool. If we don't, hey, you know what? We got next year. So, but I just, I, I, I'm more the, the old school mentality, like Joel Embiid, you know, play, playing with a broken face. Yeah. Like, just go out there, man. Yeah, I, I I I think with Ja, he he's I think he knows that that they're still a year or two away, and you know, you don't really, I I don't think he honestly needs the money when your dad's usher. The dude is, <laughs> uh, the dude got brought up rich. I mean, I I mean Ja should be out there, but I think I think he's I think he understands that it's not their year, and they can build off of it, and you know, much like what they should be doing in Dallas Memphis is, is they should be looking to add another piece and, and taking them to the next level. Unfortunately for both these teams, they have to pay, play in the West. 
Yeah. Hey, you know, if they want Anthony Davis, they can have him. Yeah, try to trade them all. Like we said, trade yeah. them all. LeBron, AD, THT, Russ. Russ. Yeah, Russ can go take anger management classes somewhere else. Like, we're good. <laughs> but, yeah, now, you know, moving on to the big reveal, the the – the the NFL schedule was finally released. Were you guys excited? Yeah, much more than normal. I think they really did a good job building up the hype off of this schedule release. Um, normally, I'm not that excited. I, I just check my phone and see the schedules released this year. The way they sort of trickled it out, I think it was the right the right move. And yeah, I definitely liked it. Yeah, the NFL is, you know, is smart because they're taking advantage of, you know, their marketing, you know, now, you know, with the draft, now the schedule release, they're doing everything to their advantage. And, and as NFL fans, we love it because, you know, we look at the schedule and we look at, oh, can we beat this team? Can we not beat this team? I think it's smart and, you know, bravo to or hand clap to the NFL because they're, you know, they're you know they're doing yeah the right i mean thing. there are a lot of franchises out there a lot of fans that you know they're already planning their super bowl trip you know <laughs> they're, they're taking a look at the schedule they're saying you know we're we're starting off six and oh and i think that's great if, if your fan base yeah. is optimistic you're looking forward to the season you're looking forward to off season i, I think right. it's great especially especially for franchises that we know aren't going to be competitive, you know, yeah. they saw this, they saw the schedule release and, you know, they were amped about it. You're talking about the Cowboys and, or what? You know, I'm talking about a bunch of teams. Uh, I, I think, I think Chicago is pretty amped. I, I think, uh, I think Detroit, you know, they're, they're pretty amped. <laughs> I, I think a lot of these <laughs> losing franchises are looking at the schedule and, and they're sort of circle circling games that they know that they can win i don't think we're i don't think we really have teams now that we can slate to go oh and 16 you know i think gone are the days of you know those horrible browns teams those horrible detroit lions teams i think i think the field is a lot more competitive and these yeah. teams are looking to make a move because the jaguars and the texans they have good coaches so they'll win at least four or five games um like the Seahawks, they still have Pete Carroll as their coach. So even if they're not as good, the Steelers still have Mike Tomlin. Like the coaching will win them more than enough games to at least be respectable. But, you know, I think it's going to be rough for the Rams. Like, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs next year. Oh, well, and that is, that I is think, spicy. I think that, I think that they're going to have that, uh, that hangover, that championship hangover, they got written all over them. You look at Matt Stafford's bad commercials, um, the <laughs> fact that he, the fact that he only lost before coming to the Rams. So, like, we know that he knows how to lose well. Like, you know, it's in his blood. Like, yeah. and I don't know. I feel like teams lose something when they win. Even look at the Chiefs; they haven't been able to repeat, and they have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like, I, I think if we're just hard. looking at the schedule as is. Um, Really, the two losers are the NFC West and the AFC West because you have the strongest conferences from last year who now have to play, you know, these games against each other. So, yeah, I understand the Rams 
having a extremely tough schedule. Cardinals as well, San Francisco, right? We can also say the same thing about the Chiefs, the Raiders. I, I think overall, a lot of those teams are going to take more losses than they should. Um, but but yeah, I, I can definitely see the Rams not making the playoffs or, or you know, barely squeaking in there. Yeah. Let's talk about some games that caught our attention. I mean, if you look at simply a week one, I'll start with the first game of the season, Bills-Rams. Like, like, hey, congratulations. You guys are the champions. By the way, you have to play um, Josh Allen, who's really pissed off that he that he lost in the last 13 seconds against Kansas City. Here you go. Like, you know, I feel like that is a really hard way for, for the Rams to have to start their championship uh, campaign. So, I mean, that game already to me catches my attention. What what's some other games that catch your guys' attention? I'm gonna talk to you, okay? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I I'm looking at um uh week two, Chargers and Chiefs. I think that is a game where you you have um uh Justin Herbert going against Patrick Mahomes early. And I think the Chiefs, um, if they're going to do anything this year, I think they have to build momentum, especially after what happened last year. So to me, that catches my eye off the bat just because I know the AFC West is going to be one of those uh, divisions or probably the most competitive division in the league. Yeah, to me, if I'm looking at a game, there's, I mean, the Rams have a very tough schedule, so there's obviously games that, that I'm looking at, but, you know, I will give a shout-out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, week four, Kansas City Chiefs, I think is going to be an early barometer of both teams and how far, you know, we're, we're predicting either team to go into the playoffs. Um, Brady, Mahomes, um, it's Kansas City at Tampa Bay. You know, what are they going to look like without Tyreek Hill? Um, you know, early on, this is one of those games that I think a lot of people are going to circle. And lucky for us, it's a Sunday night game, you know, on NBC. Well, I'll be watching. Yeah. And, and there's, I mean, when you keep looking at the schedule, there are good games all throughout. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, like maybe it's just that we miss football so much, but does it seem like there's more like, impactful games this this season coming up than in years past definitely like, i mean just take a I look mean, at week five cincinnati baltimore i mean that that's a division where last year we didn't think cincinnati was going to win it but here they go you know representing the afc in the super bowl and we're trying to figure out what baltimore's doing no marquise brown this year you know is it going to be lamar jackson um you know there, there's just a lot that we have to figure out about both these teams. And that's a week five game, you know, again, another early test and early barometer for both teams to determine where they're going for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like even like Bengals saints, I mean, you know, week six, like, it, it looks like it wouldn't be that good of a game, but you just had the Saints signing Jarvis Landry and um, and the Honey Badger, who I know Junie loves and would have wanted in Washington. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it, it's like a coming home party for for Burrow. 
like so like there's just all these different kinds of combinations of games like i mean i think it's gonna be an exciting season i'm excited to see you know um bronc you know most broncos games because of uh of the the russell wilson effect like there's gonna be some pretty cool matchups there that they come up from him being out there west now so bills Chiefs we get again like yeah it's gonna be exciting but let's talk about our own teams now so let's try to be as objective as we can but at the same time you know have a little fun Junie you know you're a commanders fan yes yes, um, yes. Where, where is your outlook right now are you are you feeling positive are you feeling meh are you feeling like you know how are you uh, feeling yeah, right you now in, in May I'm feeling positive especially after we uh you know we took care of uh of needs that uh, we needed to uh, make this offseason. Um, I'm still concerned about the linebacker position, but we addressed receiver, we addressed uh, the defensive line, we addressed the secondary. Um, so I feel confident going into this um, this year, especially with the, uh, the second easy schedule. Um, I think we should be okay. So, you know, going into week one, uh, we play the Jags. I think we win. That's that we're one to know, you know, going into week two, we play the lions. I think that's another one. What do you guys think? So yeah, two and so win. far. Yeah. Right. The, the test is our biggest test early on is going to be week three. Um, when, um, we play the Eagles, when Carson Wentz plays his old team. Um, I think, I think we win that game. So we're three and oh, Okay. Uh, week four, we play the Cowboys. I think we we get our first loss. We're three and one. Uh, week five, we play the Titans. Um, I think we get another loss. We're three and two. Uh, week six, Chicago, another easy W. Monday night, I think we win. Um, so we're we're four and two at that point. Uh, Green Bay, week seven, I think we lose. Um, we're four and three. Uh, Indianapolis. Um, Carson Wentz revenge game. I think we win um, because they're talking a lot of shit. Um, that puts us at five and three right there. So going, uh, you know, going down the list, um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna prolong this. Um, but in terms of uh, uh, the Vikings in week, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Vikings in week nine, I think we win uh, the Eagles week 10. I think we win. I think we sweep the Eagles this year. Texans, uh, another W. Falcons, another W. Giants loss. Uh, I think we split with them. Giants win. 49ers loss. Browns loss. Cowboys win. So my prediction for this season is 11 and 6. Ooh. Um, which is, which is That's a quite big, the bump. That's quite the bump. It's, it's a real big bump. But I feel like uh, Ron Rivera is a great coach, and I feel like we finally got the quarterback to get us over this hump. And I think uh, with the additions of Dotson, when you get um, uh, Samuels healthy, we got Terry McLaurin. When you draft a guy like Robinson to add more to the backfield uh, with Antonio Gibson, and just to get back Chase Young healthy with that defensive line, I think um, he's looking to have a – a bounce back season, especially after 
uh, being out for the season. So 11 and six for the commanders is my prediction. I think we make the playoffs. Um, and I think that wins the NFC East. So, in, you know, so book it right now, 11 and six commanders win the NFC East. All right. I'm taking, taking my money to Vegas and put money on the commanders. <laughs> Let, let's go. Yeah, I could see, especially because like you said, like they have the second easiest schedule. They have a great coach. They have a veteran quarterback. They have a, a solid team, a good defense that I think just had a bad year. Um, they have all the writings of a team that could really, you know, have like a five game flip from last season. And um, I could see them definitely finishing any, anywhere in between like nine and 11 wins, you know, and even some of those, you know, ones that you have them losing, they're, they're going to be competitive in those games. I mean, you know, we don't know what the package are going to look like um, with this receiving core or, or if they're going to add more receivers. So like, who knows? Maybe the Packers are struggling at that point in the season. Like, it, there's so many variables like that 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 can go on. But I definitely see you guys being a competitive team. Um, I think you can be excited again to be a Washington football fan. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. What about you, yeah. Brad? Hold on what one second. Was with... oh, one yeah. more point. Going back to uh, the quarterback position. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Taylor Heineke, but. You know, Taylor, Taylor has, uh, you know, a, a pop, pop gun arm. Like he, he can't, he, he doesn't have the arm strength that Carson Wentz has. So I think with adding Carson Wentz, you know, we won seven games last year. I think Carson Wentz gives you four more wins, you know, and putting, you know, putting in into that perspective, I, I don't think that's a big jump in terms of, um, you know, them making the playoffs and them winning the, the division because let's face it the quarterback position is the most important position in the league and if you have that covered you know and Wentz doesn't have to be a top five guy he just has to be if he brings what he did last year without the turnovers or with less turnovers I think we're going to be okay and I think he can bring that because he he can still make all the throws he just needs his confidence back which I think he can get in Washington I agree. I, I, I definitely think it's a, it's going to be a good year for Washington. I don't know. I don't know what San Francisco, they're always such an enigma. Brad, can you enlighten us a little bit? Yeah. I mean, San Francisco likes to keep their cards close to the chest. No one really knows what's going on in the organization. And let's be honest. There's a lot of questions about the team going into this offseason. We still have Debo Samuels. Are we going to be able to resign him? There's still, you know, Jimmy G, are we going to cut him? Can we trade him? <laughs> There's been reports about Trey Lance, you know, that 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 the organization is not, you know, satisfied with his progression. I think there's definitely a lot of question marks for that team. But I mean, just looking at the schedule right now, I, you know, I'm saying that they can go nine and eight, ten and seven. I think we have a pretty we have a solid start, which is going to be ideal for for, for Trey Lance. Um you know, game one against Chicago, uh, you know, two second year quarterbacks in fields and Trey Lance. Uh, I think that Cal Shanahan and that run, that running game does enough to, to beat Chicago. And first home game week two against Seattle, you know, we typically split the series with Seattle year in, year out, but this year with no Russell, I think it's going to be easier. I mean, we're off to two and zero start. I think 
Denver. That game might be a little tricky, um, but I, I think we can definitely go in there and, and beat that team. It's get, likely going to be closer. And, you know, week four, here's a team that we own in the regular season. Um, really, we only lost to them once in the most critical game in the NFC Championship. I think we're we're off to, you know, a 4-0 start. Again, week five, Carolina, week six, Atlanta. We're already in the Super Bowl Damn. at this point, guys. But, but then it starts to get tricky, you know. Kansas City, Los Angeles, I think we're taking back-to-back L's there. We get the bye. I think the Chargers are a very tough team. I think we could easily, at this point, drop three 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 games right there, and we're back to six and three. And everyone's wondering, you know, what's happened. Um, Arizona again, another tough game. This is going to be in Mexico City, so travel. Um, you, we don't really know what to expect in this foreign games, but I think we start to pick up wins in week twelve. It's like beautiful women. Yeah, week twelve, good street tacos. You know, week thirteen, the Dolphins and Saints in back to back weeks. I think we can get them. Week 14, we play some other mediocre team in, in Florida. I don't even know, but the easy dub right there. Uh, the Tampa Bay yeah, Buccaneers. Uh-huh. That one's going to uh-huh. be tough. Let's be let's be honest. I, I think by, boat, by then, we're going to have a good understanding of both teams. I think it's going to be very well coached. Either team at that point can walk out with a win. You know, you give the edge to Tampa Bay since it's at home. Um, and at this point, you know, Closing it out, I again, I think we're we're looking at ten and seven realistically. First year quarterback oh. Trey Lance, but that could win the West this year because they're going to be that competitive. Because when you look at the Rams' schedule, they're going to be hard pressed to win ten games. Seattle's not going to win more than seven, and you know Arizona, like how many temper tantrums are we going to have from Kyler Murray? Like you know, is he going to be a big boy? Is he, is he, you know, is he going to suit up for 17 games or is he going to like, you know, have some mysterious ankle injuries around, you know, some points of the season? There's so many questions that I think if the Niners get to 10 game, 10 wins, they win the West. Yeah, it's it's a possibility. We we all know how tight that division is. And unfortunately, this year we have to go up against AFC West. So it doesn't make things any easier. Yeah, that division is going to be a dogfight. I mean. Like what you guys were saying, the Rams. Uh, I, I think the Rams are going to have a good season this year. Um, uh, Car- the Cardinals, you know, it's a, it, it, this is a big year for Kyler. Uh, they added new weapons, and, you know, let's see if they can, um, you know, get over that hump. With the Niners, uh, Trey Lance, uh, this is a big year for him, year one. Um, can he, you know, uh, turn this organization around? in terms of winning a Super Bowl. I mean, they, they made it all the way to the uh, NFC um, uh, second round um, last year. And, and, and let's see if he can, you know, be that X factor that they need. I think 10 and seven is, is, is a pretty accurate season, especially for a new quarterback. Um, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a great prediction. But most importantly, will Brandon Ayuk be worthy of being drafted in fantasy football? No, no. Oh, I'm not. I'm not drafting anyone on that team whose name is not George Kittle. Let Let's be honest. Even Debo? Oh, yeah. Will he even be on the team? Will he be signed? That's true. What about Trey Lance? He He could be a good running quarterback. He could be. He's one of those guys. You know, you can you can take a speculative shot at. But if I'm looking fantasy wise, really. 
It's Kittle's the only guy I trust on that team. And now on to the most important team of them all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their, with their championship quarterback returning for possibly another last season. You never know with Tom Brady. But, you know, the the Bucs definitely, you know, um, I think they've revamped the team well this offseason. Um, they didn't bring back JPP or, uh, or Ndamukong Sue, but we drafted well. We have some young guys ready to step in. Um, uh, I can never name the, the dude from the, the drafted from Washington last year. He has a weird last name. Brad, maybe you can help me. Um, um, Sanga something. He, he, and they got Devin White, you know, he's a dog. They, they re-signed Carlton Davis. Like, I mean, defense is looking good, revamped. Offense, uh, you know, we brought we, we were able to keep uh, Godwin. Um, we're still trying to convince Gronk, but if not, we still have Bray. We dra- and we drafted another t- uh, good blocking tight end in the draft. We we addressed our need, with, which was the offensive line, since our le- our uh, since Ali Marpert retired, and and then they also lost Kappa to um, Cincinnati. But point is, we're looking good. We're ready, you know. And I mean, we were going to be like a nine-win team without Brady, but now with Brady back. Man, we're gonna go for seventeen, and it, you know, it, it starts. Oof. I don't even know if you're gonna get a, a win until week five. Oh, starts in week. Oh well, come on, week one. It, it it might as well be like a pop Warner game. I mean, let, we got the Cowboys. Let, let's remember how close Dallas played you guys last season. Yeah, and who won? But, yeah, you you win, but that, 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 it was so definitely that will remain. Closer. That will remain the same this year. So we're already we're gonna get, one. And, yeah, and so we're one and oh, and going into week two. Tom Brady you know, is zero and four against the Saints, so second loss right there. We're get we're we're getting rid of that stigma, okay? We're getting rid of that stigma. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna whip up on them. It's gonna be a tight game, but but Tom Brady does not like losing, okay? And he knows he's zero four against the Saints. That's the only reason why he came back for one last season. He couldn't be zero four against the Saints in the regular season. He's coming back to beat the Saints. So that's going to be 2-0 and right there. Week three, got the Packers. You know, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be more concerned with his toe, with with, with being on the Pat McAfee show. Like, I, I think, you know, he's still not going to be fully into, like, football mode. Like, and I think, you know, we get them once again because we do own the Packers. You do know that, Brad, right? Uh, yeah, this is hard to refute. We got their number, so – so we get another W right there, three and no. Then uh, that Patrick Mahomes guy comes in, you know, but he's going to try to throw it like he did to Tyreek, but then he's going to realize that now he's throwing to Miko, who can't actually catch the ball. He's going to bobble it, and you're going to have a lot of drops. And, you know, and I think the I think the Bucs are going to start 4-0. And, and I think the first game the Bucs are actually going to drop I mean, they got the Falcons in week five. They'll get that one. But I think they're going to drop the game in, in Pittsburgh. That just seems like a trap game. You, you go up against Mike Tomlin, coach team. Like, you know, it's going to seem like a game that, that Brady can win. But, you know, Tomlin knows Brady. He played him a lot in the AFC. And just, I don't know, that has trap game written all over it. I think that's where the Bucks get their first L. 
I mean, they got another Pop Warner, Pop Warner game after they go to Carolina, so that's six. Then the Ravens come to town. That's going to be their first home loss. I, I can't go against Lamar like in the regular season. You know, Lamar, he's he's a dog. I think I think they'll narrowly beat the Bucks. And then the Rams come. We're going to get our revenge on the freaking Rams. Matt Stafford's commercials are not going to be the only bad thing he has that day. Like, they're going to lose. So that's that's seven and two now. Then we get the Seahawks. We're going to take care of them. Then we're going to go to Cleveland. And the only Browns they're going to be talking about is the ones that Tom Brady takes all over their field. Okay? <laughs> that, so, so that right there, we're, what are we at now? Eight wins. Then the Saints come back, and, and we're going to remind them again what we did in week two to them. So they're nine wins. Then, then okay, this is going to be the third loss. They're going to be a little tired, and, and Joe Burrow is going to come to town. He's, he's a younger QB, you know. They got a young squad over there in Cincinnati. I, I, that, that's loss number three. I'm an objective guy. Then they're going to go to – then they, they go to Arizona, and that's going to be – um loss number four bucks don't play well in arizona i don't know what it is the humidity i don't know i don't think brady likes what happens to his hair over there but they just don't do well so that's loss number four and then they finish out with two wins against the pack against the panthers and the falcons so 13 and four is my prediction for the oh Buccaneers. wow wow when Very I'm, objective, extremely objective. When I'm, I'm looking at this, when I'm looking at their schedule, really, they, um, you know, I am predicting that they're going to have more than 11 wins, 11, 12 wins is where I predict them. But I think they don't really have a lull in the season with San Francisco. You know, you can say that, yeah, the first five, six games are pretty, they're pretty comfortable for them and things start to, you know, toughen up, but Whoever did this schedule for, for for the Buccaneers didn't didn't make it easy on them. I mean, the first four games are hard. I can see them going. Yes. I can see them going. You know, two and two to finish this thing out. Um, uh, I think that the, all those teams are just capable enough. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if if they started with one, or or you know, two wins after the first four games. Um, luckily. They get to play the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. I think, you know, six should be six easy wins. But, yeah, outside of that, it's a pretty tough schedule. But if they can navigate it and get the 12, get the 12 wins, yeah, definitely, you know, worthy of making the playoffs. Yeah, they, they got a tough schedule. I think the real question is, is this year that Tom Brady falls off the cliff? I mean, father time is real, and, and nobody gets past it. And – you know, is there a reason why he did sign that Fox deal, you know, to, you know, let's say he does have a fall off the cliff season, you know, then he can, you know, cruise into the broadcasting career. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a really good season. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if he fell off the cliff, you know, I mean, but, you know, his last game versus the Rams, I mean, he showed a lot. He still has it. You know, he still has gas left in the tank. And I mean, once again, I would I wouldn't be surprised either way if they do really well or if, if you know, if he falls off that cliff. Yeah. All I know is it's going to be an exciting year. Um, I, I wasn't that excited for this season when I thought he was going to be retired. 
And then, you know, he decided to come back and give us at least one more year. Cause I, I, I mean, the fact that Blaine Gabbert was being mentioned as a starting quarterback really had me a little uneasy. I mean, how do you go from Tom Brady era to the Blaine Gabbert era? That's like, you know, that's like going from Lays to Storbrand. Like, you know, like it's just not the same. It's like going from Coca-Cola to Sam's Cola. Like, like going from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh, that's an upgrade right there. I mean, <laughs> well, let's be honest, guys. Um, hey, does, hey, Trey Lance, does Trey Lance have a Subway commercial with his grandma, with his Nana? Nona, um, as he calls her? Not that I know of. Yeah. See? That is. And and does the does Trey Lance um, hang out with porn stars? Like again, not that I know of, but you know, just just going back to the schedule, I, I think just looking at this and in, in the other teams, I think that the Chiefs, um, they have a stupidly crazy schedule. When you take a look at their first eight games, all of those teams finished above five hundred the previous season. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be really interested to see what the Chiefs are like after after week eight, week nine, with no Tyreek Hill. Uh, and, you know, um, and I'm also looking at this bizarre thing that went on with, uh, with Washington. Weeks 13 and weeks 14. So they're playing back-to-back games against the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I don't get that. But, yo, if you can get that 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 is a nice two game skid right there i'd like you know two game winning streak to, to pad your stats absolutely yeah yeah i mean i don't know what the computer does but yeah sometimes it just doesn't make sense you notice that some division games like some teams don't even have a division game until like nine week nine or ten like sometimes that doesn't make sense either it's like how have you not really played your division other teams play all their division games in their first like 10 weeks of the season like it's just it's weird how this computer generates a schedule i think um um it's interesting that the that the first monday night game just happens to be the Broncos going to Seattle. I mean, like, what are the chances that this year Denver was going to Seattle? Like, I mean, you know, just sometimes it just happens. Like, and and Cleveland um, playing uh, Carolina. I mean, that would be interesting. You know, Baker Mayfield like playing uh, against um, Deshaun Watson. Like, people already say that you know Deshaun looks looks a lot really well in orange. You know, so like, I mean. <laughs> You know, and yeah, he looks really good in penitentiary orange. I will give him that. He looks right at home. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm looking forward to the season. I don't know about you guys. I'm apt. Um, yeah. And, you know, more than anything, it means that fantasy football will be back, too. And, you know, it's going to be time to to start the, the repeat. You know, we got we got to bring it back. You know, you like yeah. it's it doesn't get any easier. No, uh, definitely doesn't. These, these players only get hurt a lot easier than before. So like, like this whole you know fantasy drafting is it's hard. It's hard, and it only gets harder because players are not as tough as they used to be. You know, now you got players. You know, 
yeah. bum ankles and they're out 10 weeks. And, and with all the movement in this offseason, it's extremely hard to predict. Let's 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 just take a look at all the wide receiver moves that have occurred. You know, yeah. um, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, these rookies that got drafted. There's just a lot of unpredictability in the air. And I think that yeah, just like James adds... and Williams, you know, yeah. having having to have Jared Goff throw to him, like it's like I don't know how good he's gonna be. Yeah, but I mean, it definitely th- th- there's a lot more interesting storylines that, as a fan, you know, you're looking forward to. Yeah. I'm excited, but you know, that's it for our show this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, we're five months, four months away, but shoot, can it be September 11th already? You know, I mean, and it's cool that the season actually kicks off on that day, you know, so that they can honor America. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens between now and then. We still got what mini camps and training camp and preseason. So like, there's still a lot that's gonna happen. We're gonna crown an NBA champion. Baseball's gonna keep going on through the summer. You know, it's gonna be there. It's like you know, it's like that background noise on your TV. That's what baseball is. Like you know, I love it, but it's kind of hard to pay attention to it for like a whole nine innings. Jose, the Angels are actually relevant right now. So I mean, you gotta, I know I'm excited. Gotta be happy. Reed, Detmer, Reed Detmers hit a uh, had a a, a no hitter. I saw that. Yeah, and you got uh, the best player in the game. Yeah, Otani. Otani son. Yeah, so exciting times. But yeah, that's our show. Fifth down. Hope you guys enjoyed. Until the next time, have a good one, guys. Later, Later guys. <laughs>